You're listening to the T20 podcast with Ayaz Memon in association with Dominoes. Today we finally welcome the arrival of Harry Brook to the Indian T20 league. Every time Hyderabad played, all eyes were definitely on the team's most expensive player, England's Harry Brook, who was bought in the 2023 auction for 13.25 crore. Ayaz had a lot of hopes riding on him when he started the season. And Ayaz, what a way to <laughs> announce your arrival and unbeaten hundred in a victory. Oh, absolutely! I think he's made a, he's made a big statement to himself and to you know cricket lovers all over the world, and certainly in the India T20 league because there was so much hope vested in him by the Hyderabad fans, certainly, but also for, from cricket lovers, I think. And I, I for one, is, am, am one of them. He's a you know he's a very exciting batsman as we've seen in all formats, and uh, he, he's got excellent eye-hand coordination. He's a he's got he's bustling with energy, and he's got. A very creative approach to batting. I, I think that you know he plays, he improvises so wonderfully, which we saw in the innings. I thought he was a little tentative against the slow bowlers, looked a little vulnerable at the start against spin, but he overcame that. And I think that's the big, that's the most significant part of this century. That he had his little moments where it seemed that he might again, you know, fall cheaply or fall for not too many, but he played a very substantive knock. And I think this could be the turning point for him. Uh, certainly in this season, but maybe in many more seasons and certainly in the game itself. Okay, let me take you through some of the scores before I go back to Ayaz with my questions. Nitish Rana won the toss and elected to chase. Unsurprisingly, Hyderabad made one change to the 11, finally bringing back Abhishek Sharma in place of Washington Sundar. But the star of the show was Harry Brook. The 24-year-old English batter scored an unbeaten 100 with the help of skipper Aidan Markram, who smashed a 26-ball 50, batting at number 4. Hyderabad ended up posting the totals, uh, the season's highest total, 228 for 4. Andre Russell picked three wickets in the 2.1 overs he bowled before limping off the field. First over of the chase and Bhuvi started it with the wicket. Remanullah out on a duck. And then Marco Janssen packed off Venkatesh Ayer and Sunil Narain. Kolkata were 22 for 3 in 4 overs. Skipper Nitish Rana though scored his first half century of the season and held one end of the crease, even hitting Umran Malik for 20 28 runs in the sixth over. Andre Russell did come out to bat but became Markande's second wicket. It was then Rinku Singh and Nitish at the crease as they made 69 for the sixth wicket. Rana eventually fell on 75 of 41, looking for some big shots as the team needed 70 from the last four overs. Rinku Singh, though, made a half century, stayed at the crease till the end once again. But the team needed 32 of the last over and this time there was no encore. Kolkata lost by 23 runs. Now, Ayaz, I have to just ask you, apart from Harry, who would you say was, you know, your player of the game? Well, I mean, look, uh, if you have, to, I thought, you know, in, in spells, Hyderabad bowled very well, but they fielded very poorly. Uh, I thought Mayank Markande bowled a couple of very good overs. He got some, he got a couple of important wickets. I thought Marco Anson bowled a couple of very good overs, then he also got clubbed. It was that kind of a pitch, Mandra, because uh, it, it was, you know, short boundaries, lightning fast outfield, 
200 was never saved 228 saved hyderabad but just about because they dropped so many catches i thought you know i mean initially it looked like the kolkata batsmen were on a harakiri mission the kind of strokes they played and they kept kept getting out and then the bowlers and the fielders started messing things around so i think uh, you know if you have to look at some other players who did extremely well today certainly you have to look at nitish rana and rinku singh i call them the zabardast jodi of this tournament so far because they just seem to you know i mean they have got so much spunk they are very spunky batsmen and they are fearless and then they've got those shots long range shots and you know, they just clear the boundary so easily so i think we'll hear a lot more about rana and rinku as this tournament you know kind of ambles along but in this match one of them i think not one of them both of them had to stay till the end to win to win this game and it didn't happen didn't happen but speaking of rinku you know uh, just harry rinku you know these performances sometimes just it just takes one player to sort of change the fortunes of a team doesn't it i mean so far harry had scored what 13 3 and 13 so far this season and uh, after, uh, you know and uh, i mean lots of questions of of course being asked even we were talking about him in the uh, in our podcast you know why you, you know maybe he's not comfortable opening is he struggling in the conditions and then the man goes and scores a century straight away there's no fifty in go here's a century to you know just silence everybody but i mean that's what it takes right i mean we saw with rinku some days back as well it's just it's, it's just that one performance that sort of helps the team turn things around because we as we've seen hyderabad they have struggled so far this season Yes, I think in this format and certainly in this league, what you need are match winners. And if you win a match, you're in the spotlight and you become an instant hero. We saw that with Rinku Singh the other night against Gujarat, the defending champions, and you know the kind of knock he played one over, slamming 28 runs in that over, and then winning the match. Ultimately, it's about winning. And I thought that Harry Brook did that today. I mean, he may not have been as spectacular as Rinku was in that match, but he was very effective. And you make a hundred. it's a big deal you know it's a big deal in a, in, in this format so with a with a strike rate of almost 200 you can't ask for more from a batsman i thought that you know hyderabad as i mentioned earlier dropped a lot of catches one over from umran uh, malik i thought might they might live to it might come to haunt them to uh, if they lost this match because to be to be hit for 28 runs and nitish rana is amongst the most dangerous players but i thought umran was a little too ambitious in trying to bowl you know six short deliveries a guy who was pulling you or hooking you all the time so but you know it, it didn't really cause cause hyderabad too much harm because he came back towards the end and bowled the final over quite economically but it just shows how volatile and how mercurial this format can be you know you can you can have 30 runs to defend and not be able to defend them or you could be you know you could be in the best form of your life and you get one delivery and you're gone so that's the way it goes in this game that's true actually just speaking of that's the way it goes suddenly now we see this hyderabad lineup that looked you know not all that before this look quite strong right i mean you've got i mean yeah i'm mayank still to you know step up but there's rahul tripathi eden markram abhishek sharma heinrich klassen we've got harry brook in form and suddenly you feel like wow what a lineup I know, but I think one thing that they need to put their heads together, the, the support staff and certainly the players, that when you got two twenty eight, and you allow the opposition to come so close, I mean yes, they they won by twenty four runs, but even so, uh, you know, I thought that the the tactics in in trying to keep Rinku and Nitish quiet were wrong. You know, they tried to attack them, which is fine, but you attack them to their strengths, that's not fine. And I think that's what happened. So maybe there's some lessons to take home, and certainly for a young bowler like Umran Malik. This is not a pitch for bowlers, but that's where you know your skills and your temperament counts. 
Uh, just a word on Nitish Rana. I mean, you know, uh, you know, has played a couple of matches for India, but back in 2021, I think was his last game for India. This season, I mean, he's been given the captaincy. Koshreya Sayer is not around. There are a few other international players who could have been given the captaincy, but you know, I think they've gone with him because he's that connect between the Indian Indian players that they have and then the senior overseas players. So it's also nice to see Nitish among the runs. I mean, even when Dinku played so well against Gujarat, it was mostly Nitish all on the screen celebrating more than Rinku. Yes, I you know, I have a lot of time for somebody like Nitish Rana. He's played for Mumbai, as you know, in the past and he's done extremely well for them. He's done extremely well in domestic cricket, wherever he's played. He takes on the ownership, he takes on responsibility and he tries to deliver. He may not do it every time. Uh, he's, he's a naturally attacking player, so sometimes he takes a little, you know, he takes one risk too many. But in this team, where he's now captain, and with the batting quite... You know, vulnerable. I think he has taken it on himself to lead from the front. So he's playing these very aggressive, very attacking knocks, but they're becoming substantive as he goes along, as as the tournament goes along, and that's making a big difference. Of course, he needs some more contribution from the likes of Andre Russell, Venkatesh Ayer, and some of the others. It can't be always Rana and Rinku trying to bail bail the team out. So you know, I mean, Kolkata, they've got. They've got a very good team. This Had they won this, it would have been three matches, three wins on the trot. That's not happened. But they have to also do some thinking, especially in their bowling. If, if, if they're not playing at home, the spinners are not going to be as useful elsewhere, maybe. Then who do you have? You know, that's, that's going to be the big challenge for them. Speaking of challenges, and I will uh, ask you one last question about tomorrow's afternoon game. Bangalore versus Delhi. Bangalore has lost a, uh, their last two matches. Delhi are winless this season. They've lost four matches at the Chinnaswamy Stadium. So on form, you know, uh, venue, everything says that, you know, you'd probably be leaning towards Bangalore to pick up the two points. You would. I mean, hypothetically or theoretically. But remember, in a battle of nerves... Bangalore lost to Lucknow in the previous game. You know, last row finish, last ball finish. And we've seen so many of them, last row finishes and last ball finishes this season. That if it gets to be a tight game, then, you know, Bangalore have got exposed in the previous match. And that is something that Delhi would want to build on. But Delhi need to sort out their batting. It's, it's looked the most wobbly so far in the tournament. And if it's going to be remain as wobbly, if it's only Warner making runs, then I think they might, you know, they might just come to grief against Bangalore. Yep, let's see what happens in that game. We'll, of course, be back tomorrow with two matches and two results with Ayaz. Thank you so much for taking time out, Ayaz. Thank you, Mandra. Bye-bye. That was today's episode of the T20 Podcast with Ayaz Memon in association with Domino's. This is a Quint original podcast, executive produced by Shelly Walia and Ritu Kapoor. This episode was hosted by Menra Dorji Sahani, produced and edited by Pratik Lidhu, Anjali Palod and Kriti Ghai and a special thanks to our guest Ayaz Memon. Stay tuned for our future episodes on your preferred podcast app. You were listening to the Quint's podcast.